guys, this is Angie H, and welcome to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea. This is your weekly dose of tea where we dive right into holistic health, societal issues, and even a platform that gives you that motivation and inspiring thoughts that would help you see the rainbow even in your darkest cloud. So I want you to sit back, grab that cup of tea, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea. I am your host, Angie H. Um, Today, I just want to talk about, um, so we all know the climate of racism. Um, We all have seen the headlines over and over and over again about our African-American men being murdered. Um, And it's a stigma that is placed on our men that they should um, be feared that um, they're a danger to society, they're animals, um, different things like that. And it's not just our men, but it's mostly our men. Um, it's African-Americans as a whole. Um, in the Constitution, we are not even considered a whole person. Um, so they treat us as animals. They treat us um, like we are less than um, human to them. I mean, we're we're constantly seeing it with the police brutality. We're seeing it um, day in and day out. And it brings about a fear um, that even if you follow the rules, even if you surrender, they feel that they are so powerful that they have the power of God, the creator, to take our lives. Um, and, I, and it is very sad. Um, I have a African-American husband. I have three boys. And I fear for them daily, um, especially when they become adults and they no longer live in your home where you feel like your cocoon is protected them. Um, and then they have to face the reality of being black in America. Um, and your children are not in your home because they they have to live their life um and you try not to teach them to live with a fear um but with awareness and um, that brings me to my my point today with everything that they're facing they're fighting um they're trying to do everything right just so that they can make it from work or make it from school and it's not that we we can blame it all on white society. We have been bred. We have been raised to look at each other as competition. I mean, he has been embedded in us to the point that we do it to each other. We kill each other. Um, it's only an uproar when someone outside of our race does it. And it brings me to um, this conclusion. A lot of times when you're growing up in society or you're growing up in a home of siblings, and I've heard it from many families my whole life, what what you do to your sibling is what you can do, but don't let nobody else do it. And, then, you know, and we, we take that outside of our home. And it's as though we are telling America, I'm going to kill my brother or sister, but you can't. 
Because when you do, it's a problem. Instead of looking at the fact that it's a problem, period. Where we need to come together. We need to build each other. We're already fighting against the system. We're already fighting against societal issues day in and day out with our skin color as if it's a crime to be this color. And yet and still we come back into the community that's supposed to embrace us and then we do the same thing. We're killing each other. We're fighting. We're not supporting. We we have so much to say about our own kind that it's kind of hypocritical to fight against racism when we're okay with colorism, fighting against ourselves. Um, we can't expect people to understand us or treat us a certain way until we get the heart to serve our brother and sister in the same manner. Um, it's one thing to fight against racism white America, white supremacy is as a unit as a unit because we are protecting each other um, and again it brings me to my point that with all our men are having to face in America amongst their own we somehow and I oh my gosh I was so guilty of this and I am trying to correct Um, this learned behavior that we even attack men's character and their mental health. We tell men to man up when he showed the least bit of emotion or he's crying out from frustration and all of this that he has to face daily of being black in America as if he does not have PTSD. We tell him, man up. So what does that leave? A man that has bottled up every emotion because he can't display any signs of sensitivity because he's weak at that point. He's homosexual. He's a crybaby. Whatever it is when it comes to him trying to pour out Um, the frustrations of his heart we have so much to say and I was very guilty of that Um, with my husband raising my boys it was like man up don't let them see you sweat don't let them and you know just give them the opportunity to find a balance Um, and so I took it upon myself I have purchased oh my gosh so many books or whatever I have so many books that (laughs) will bring me knowledge But um, looking at the current events of today with the murders and the police being called on a bird watcher and um, things like that. And this this racism is picking up even the more um, because if if men really knew their power, it's always someone outside of the race of that person that know how strong and powerful they are because they wouldn't be hunting us like dogs. They wouldn't be um, trying to make us feel less than if we wasn't so powerful in the land. Um, If we didn't display such strength, you wouldn't because you don't fear. You don't fear what you can control. So what do you do? You control them with fear. 
you scare them into submission. Um, and I invested in a, a book that I have not begun to read, but I know that I will be reading very soon by Jason Wilson. Um, and it's called Cry Like a Man. And it's just basically teaching. And, then, and again, it's probably geared towards men. But as a wife, as a mother of an African-American male, let me research and let me read so I can get a better understanding because I am not a man like I am not a man so and I don't want to be in a man role I want to play my part but I want to support the men in my life um I don't want them to have to cry out or this anger builds up inside because nobody would let them get out their frustrations um so I invested in this book and it's basically talking about fighting for freedom from emotional incarceration. And I, you know, I got that book. I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to read that book. I bought this book months ago. Um, and it's like what I did was I just bought like <laughs> a bunch of books that I know that I wanted to read throughout the year. And this is one of them as, as well as um, the, a book by Malik Muhammad, um, My Silent Loud. And it's basically everything that he was told as a black boy that shaped him. All the negativity from your parents, all the negativity from your grandparents, all the negativity from society and different things like that, that that shapes you. What are you supposed to do with this negativity? How are you going to cry like a man? Like these are the books that I invested in. And then I realized that it's, it's time for me to pick these up because what I want us women to understand that they need emotional support too. We want them to give us every emotional need there is. Um, We want them to be vulnerable um, when we want them to be. But when they need to be, we call them out of of their names and we um, try to emasculate them. You need a man up, you weak. Um, And then we try to run over them and control them because now I see that you're a little bit emotional or you're vulnerable in a sense. So now I'm going to manipulate that for the benefit of me. Um, we really need to get to a place where we're supporting in our environment. We're producing environments that gives them that space to release because they're, they're battling just by walking outside. From day to day in this climate, we don't know what phone call we will receive. We don't know if our men will make it home. Our sons, our fathers, our grandfathers. We, we don't know if they will make it back to us day in and day out. A quick run, run to the corner store to grab something. Grocery store, the Walmart. We don't know if that's going to turn into the last time we see them. But yet we're, we're not even producing a safe haven in their homes where they can be emotionally vulnerable and emotionally release themselves unto us because now we have them feeling as though they are weak and less than a man because they needed to share themselves emotionally so what do they do they volley it up and they man up because that's what they have been taught that is what we tell them that is what we constantly remind them you you soft you're a little bit too soft So in this climate of today, we have to open up those spaces and opportunities for these men to not have to fight 
against the ones that supposed to love them on top of the strangers in the community that has something to say because that's how we were bred to fight against each other and not with each other. I mean, every time that we stand and we fight with each other and we become unified, they they try to disassemble or they bomb it. Black Wall Street, Black Panther Party, <laughs> those things like that, that anything that solidifies the unity of black America will be disassembled and destroyed. And we let and we let it happen. We don't push back. We don't fight back. And I know that it, it comes with the fight or flight. I'm going to submit to whatever is in front of me because I want to save my life. And I, I, I totally get it because you want to protect your, you and yours. But what are we going to do next? What are we going to do to ensure that this, that our homes are a safety place? Like you can't be abused in the street and then come home and be abused for wanting to show your frustration of the abuse that you take day in and day out as an African-American male. And women, it is starting to pick up for us. They're killing us. And because they have to continue to paint a picture of how we are monsters, they will dig up the littlest thing in your past to justify why you needed to be murdered and that they did society a favor by removing you from the earth. So now we have to focus even harder to keep our black males out of trouble, out of jail, not falling into the societal traps that they have conveniently set for us to paint that picture so vividly so that they can justify when they when they kill us so older men that see the grave and the jail what are you doing or what are we doing as a society to make sure that the generations that come after us do not fall into that same trap because now we're giving them ammunition that's why they wait to release statements because first let me see who we killed so we can justify the murder we give them ammunition because nobody is sitting because they have to be hard then you have this music from these people that are entertainers and we get so caught up in the entertainer that we don't even know his real life like they're they're not even teaching their own children what what you teaching yours drugs and murder and sex they're sending their kids to college off of your dime because you supporting the music you're buying the music it's no empowerment in the music they're empowering you to do something something that they wouldn't even allow their own children to do they're building brands their children building brands their children's future is solidified because it sells and because that is what our mentality is now quick fast money and the one that wants to drop knowledge you're a little bit too woke whatever you know people like that are talked about so when the smoke clears are you going back to normal 
or you're going to try to solidify change even if it starts in your own pond. Even if it starts in your own home. What are you doing to prepare and to get an understanding? Because we sit, my husband, we sit with our kids. My husband sits with our kids. Hey, this is what you do when you get stopped. This is what happened. Follow all rules. Do not get caught up in the system. Be very mindful of who you hang around. Um, do what you can. It's not good to have a record because it will be used against you. You know, different things like that. And it's sad that we have to have these conversations, but they need to be had. They need to know that it is safe. When we need to let them know that it's safe to release that frustration and emotion. I don't want my son to see me cry. I don't want my son to feel like that it's he's a weak man. So I'm not going to, I'm going to just be, I'd rather be imprisoned by my emotions and my frustration before I let my son and my grandson and my nephews see me out here weak. You're killing yourself. Mentally and physically. All these things play a part in your overall health. You being for hard for people that have been bred to hate you, even though you share the same skin color. So who are you proving yourself to? Don't create toxic environments within your own community and within your own home so that they can feel comfortable. So I just wanted to share um, the things that I was doing as an African-American female um, to try to create an environment where my men um, could feel a little bit safer in releasing their frustration. Um, it's going to take more than one person to create a change. It's going to take a, a, a community of solid and unified people. Um, the best way the best way to hit someone where it hurts is in their pockets. Let's take this COVID pandemic as an example. It's not that it was safe for the world to open up. It's because they lost money. They don't have they didn't have the revenue and they don't have the revenue. So they rather risk your life in order for the dollar. So imagine if African Americans became professional, they in every, whatever they chose to sell, create, and then you unified and you only put that dollar into the African American community, then you take that dollar and you build everything that we need. Again, we've seen it on Black Wall Street. It's gonna come with some pushback. It's going to come with them trying to destroy it. Because it's about the dollar. It's not about us. But at some point, the marching and the protesting has to go for white America and black America because we're killing each other just as fast. So that's my thought for today. Um, that's my my personal take. You may agree. You may not agree. Um you may think that I missed something or I didn't read. <laughs> I'm not reading into everything, but this is just my personal take on 
um, what has happened now in today's climate and how important it is for men to have a place where they can release because they are already fighting against the world just because their skin color is a threat to society. Well, racism, at least. So thank you for joining me and tune in um, right after this break for Thirst the 365 moment. So you just planned the event of the century. Everything is in its place. You have one more thing to check off that to-do list, decorations. But you really don't want to break the bank and buy every chair cover and sash and tablecloth that you need. So why not contact Michelle at Selections Entertainment for all of your rental needs. She has from traditional to elegant, anything that you need to make your event the event of the year. So you should contact her at selectionsentertainment.com, www.selectionsent.com. Why buy it when you can rent it at affordable prices? Welcome back to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea and our Black Excellence 365 moment, the Black Panther Party. We've learned about them. You know, you briefly learned about them in history, uh, in history class. Um, but I just wanted to just bring about, bring it up again, um, who, who they were. Um, yeah, we were taught that they were some type of, you know, extremist, vigilante group or whatever, but we don't quite hear exactly why it was started and in today's climate we understand that times have not changed Um, we're still facing murder at the hands of police officers police brutality we're still facing that which was why the black panther party was created to begin with um the black panther party was a self-defense um it was resolute revolutionary society um social Socialist political organization founded by um, college students Bobby Seale and Huey um, Newton. Um, and what we we know about the Black Panther Party is, hey, um, they created the free lunch program for children to ensure that they eat. Um, we know that they protect um, the communities in their neighborhoods against this injustice. Um, they also, they also may wanted to make it a point that African Americans had that right to bear arms um, as protect, protection. Um, their membership exceeded 2,000, and the organization operated in different chapters um, in several major American cities. Um, it was from 1966, and it ceased in like 1982. Um, the and the thing that I, I did not know was the black leather jacket, the afros and the berets were the unofficial uniform of the Black Panther Party um, they were again established in 60 community they established 60 community assistant programs including medical service, free clothing shoes, legal aid um, and a head start like we we get such a small history of 
what the Black Panthers did, but um, 60 community assistance programs. So where we were taught that they were um, destroying the community and different things like that, they were actually in place, unified, trying to build the community so that they can depend, We could, that the community could depend on each other. Um, the average age of the Panthers, well, they were around 20 years old because, you know, Bobby Seale and Hubert P. Newton, they were college students. So, you know, they were, they were kind of young. Um, the African-Americans living throughout North America continue to suffer economic and social inequalities, poverty and reduced public service, um, in the urban centers. They were subject to poor living conditions, jobless, chronic health problems, violence, um, and they didn't have the means to change the circumstance. And that is when um, the Black Panther Party was created to be able to help with some of these inequalities and injustices and the environment that they that they lived in was um, not conducive to their growth so that is why why they created it um so that's just a little bit of information um um we of course we already knew this but with today's climate um and everything with the murders and the injustice and the police brutality um it's being filmed more you know will will smith said it's not that it's new it's just being filmed. Um, so just think about that as as we go forth. What kind of community things can we do to help um, our own people as we face this injustice, as we face and fight America? Thank you for tuning in to Thursday Thoughts Over Tea. I hope that you enjoyed the show. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple, TuneIn, and wherever you get your awesome podcasts, and also on Anchor FM. So remember, we're here every Thursday for some much-needed chit-chat over your hot cup of tea. <laughs>